You're listening to Radio Boston. I'm Walter Wuthman, in for Tiziana Deering. Researchers based in Cape Cod say a 14-foot white shark they've been tracking is now in Mexican waters. And it's still swimming south along the coast of Matamoros. It's the furthest west into the Gulf a great white has ever been tracked. This after-a-camera attached to the same shark gave us a first-person view of a great white swimming through open waters. Megan Winton is a staff scientist at the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy in Chatham, and she joins us now. Megan, welcome to Radio Boston. Hi, thanks so much. So happy to be here. Thank you. And so I guess to set it up, first, where did you catch this 14-foot great white shark? So so this is a great story, um, right? So I am at the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. Um, if your listeners aren't familiar with us, we're a nonprofit that's based in Chatham. We are really focused on studying the emerging white shark population off of Cape Cod, which is the newest global white shark hotspot. But one thing um, we've, we've partnered with a charter captain out of South Carolina to do is to study this species in the southern portion of their range. So Cape Cod is a, is a very hopping white shark hotspot in the summer and the fall, but white sharks don't occur in our waters year-round. They travel south. As the water temperatures start to cool, um, it gets really cold off, the, off of Cape Cod. They head south for the winter, and they spend a lot of time in the waters off the Carolinas, off the coast of Florida, and in the Gulf of Mexico. So Chip Michaelov of Outcast Sport Fishing started catching white sharks almost a decade ago, and we partnered with him and said, hey, will you help us tag them down there? And he's so enthusiastic and has been such a great partner, and we've learned so much about the sharks and their habits in these overwintering areas, um, thanks to this collaboration with him. So in early December, I went down and was able to join him on a trip, and we caught and tagged a 14-foot-long female white shark, um, who we nicknamed Lee Beth. She received four tags that day. She got all the latest and greatest in shark spy technology. And one of the tags that uh, she got that day is a fin-mounted satellite tag. And so basically every time she approaches the surface of the water and her dorsal fin breaks the surface of the water, we'll get a location in real time of where she is. So it's been so exciting to watch her movements uh, since early December, she's traveled over 2,000 miles, um, and just a few days ago, her tag pinged in off the coast of Mexico, which is the furthest west a, a white shark has ever been documented moving into the Gulf of Mexico. So she's been a groundbreaking shark in a lot of ways. Mm. And I think people can watch a video of you catching and tagging her on, on TikTok. Is that right? Yeah, yes, Outcast Sport Fishing um, has a TikTok page. Uh, we do as well. Um, we we have uh, Facebook, Instagram, all all the social media platforms. So if folks are interested in seeing what Lee Beth actually looked like. She's such an impressive animal. Um, at 14 feet long, she weighed over 2,000 pounds. Um, certainly check out check out our social media pages. Um, we also have posted a glimpse of the footage from that camera tag. So she was the first white shark that has ever had a camera tag in the waters of the Southeast. Um, and it was really our first glimpse into the life of a white shark in their overwintering area. So yeah. hugely exciting from a shark science perspective. And uh, Lee Beth is, is making white shark history nearly every day at this point. I, I've seen this camera footage and people can watch it online too, but it's it's almost like you put a GoPro on the head of a great white shark and you can watch her kind of soaring through the water. 
what as a scientist do you learn from that kind of footage? Yeah, so it's a great way of describing it. It really is kind of a very fancy GoPro that we're actually able to clamp to the dorsal fin. So that tag, um, it's, it's essentially like we're giving a fancy GoPro or a smartphone um, to a white shark. So that tag has a camera in it, as well as an array of different sensors that record her movements and environment 20 times a second. So we get millions of data points from those tags. That tag only stays on for about a day. It's attached with a clamp that essentially rusts off. And so that tag has completely come off of Lee Beth at this point. It was on her for a period of about 24 hours. Um, then the tag floats to the surface. We get a, 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 a notification from a GPS beacon that's attached to it. And so then we have to go find this tag in the middle of the ocean. It's mm. like the craziest scavenger hunt you'll ever go on. Wow. So um, the day after we tagged her, um, Chip Michael of the charter captain and I traveled 40 miles offshore um, to pick up this tag before a storm came in. There was a storm bearing down on us the next day. So those tags are, they've been incredibly transformative. We've deployed over 20 of them off the coast of, of Cape Cod so far, and we're using them here to learn more about their hunting behaviors and how they're using the nearshore waters off of our beaches. But to have the opportunity to deploy one off of Hilton Head, South Carolina, where we know white sharks occur, but we don't know exactly what it is they're doing in those areas, was just a really huge opportunity. And it will be processing those data and that footage um, in the coming, coming months. Mm. So we're speaking with Megan Witten, staff scientist at the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. In terms of conservation and, and protecting this keystone species, why is it so important to track how they move and where they travel across the globe? White sharks are a highly migratory species, so they will cover thousands of miles over the course of the year. So one thing that was really exciting about this recent ping that we got in the waters off of Mexico is it is a great example of just how important international cooperation is in terms of conservation efforts for this species. They also go into the waters off of Canada in the summer and fall. Um, I mean, it's amazing. Lee Beth, since we tagged her in early December, has traveled over 2,000 miles already in just the course of a couple of months. Um, and as the waters start to warm up, we anticipate seeing her move back along the coast of Florida and up into the waters off the Northeast again. So she could very well be off of Cape Cod this summer. So it's possible this same shark who is totally outfitted in all of these sensors might be one of the sharks from across the world who come back and congregate around Cape Cod this summer. And you'll know that from all this, um, from all this gear. Yes, we will. Like I mentioned, we have, we have four different tag types um, that we put on her that day. Um, and one of those is it's essentially like an easy pass for sharks. So in addition to this fin mounted dorsal fin, she also has an, a little, a little acoustic pinger that transmits a signal every minute or so. And there's an array of underwater listening stations that line the East coast of the U S and Canada and off of Cape Cod every summer, we deploy five real time listening stations that are integrated with our app, the Sharktivity app. So if Lee Beth shows up off the coast of Cape Cod this summer, we'll get a notification immediately, potentially from these two different tag types. Um, so really excited to see if that happens and see where she ends up. And as I mentioned, 
Um, she is really breaking white shark science history on a daily basis at this point. And one thing that has been really remarkable about watching her track and where she goes in particular is she's a large female white shark. She is nearing the size at maturity, so she's a very reproductively important individual. Um, a lot of folks don't realize that white sharks get to be over 70 years old, and they don't start maturing until they're in their 20s or 30s, so Lee Beth is likely in her 30s. Um, so it takes a really long time for these animals to mature, and that really speaks to the sensitivity of the species to fishing pressure. We know that the population in the Northwest Atlantic declined almost 80% before protections were put into place for the species in the 1990s. And what we've seen over the past couple of years has been really encouraging, where we are seeing signs of recovery for the white shark population. But large female sharks like Lee Beth are a really critical part of that. So understanding where she's migrating, where she's moving, how she's using nearshore waters, off the U.S., off of Canada, off of Mexico, where she might interact with fishing gear, um, different sorts of, of current threats and sources of mortality to the species are, are incredibly important. Mm. So we're here on March 1st. It's, it's still very cold up in New England. When do uh, sharks start migrating back uh, to our waters? They start showing up in, in the late spring and early summer. Um, Peak white shark season for Cape Cod is the summer and into the fall. It surprises a lot of people that white sharks stick around into September, October, November. Um, we've even had some tagged sharks stick around in the waters off of Cape Cod into mid-December. Um, so they'll start showing up here in a few months, and we're working really hard right now getting our equipment and things ready for the upcoming field season on Cape Cod. Mm. And as you continue to track this shark... Um... What are you watching for next? What's the next piece of data that's going to come in? I mean, the, the beauty of what Lee Beth has done so far is she's in uncharted territory as far as white sharks go. So I'm just so excited to see where she goes next. We got a couple of, of more pings over the night. She seems to be tracking south along the Mexican coastline right now. So, um, you know, I, I don't even want to speculate <laughs> because she's, Again, breaking ground every day. <laughs> okay, well, please keep us posted. That's Megan Winton, staff scientist at the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.